This is Dennis Reekin, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I am Colin Likas. Jim Russell will be in in a little while. Evan Kahn also in studio with us. And we are joined now. We'll, we'll kick this off right away. We've got plenty of guests tonight, including guests from Saragorda, Bement, Georgetown Ridge Farm, and Oakwood later. But I've already got two guests in the studio with me right now. Two players for the Muhammad Seymour Girls Basketball Team, which is currently at 12-9 ahead of their game against Centennial tomorrow night here in in Champaign. I'm joined now by Nicole Taylor and Faith Evans from the Bulldogs. Girls, thank you so much for joining tonight. Uh, Nicole, let's have you lead off here. Uh, you, you girls have uh, played pretty well. I know the last couple games didn't go your guys' way, but uh, you've had some big win streaks this season, Some a couple four and five game win streaks. Is this uh, the season, has it gone about how you guys expected it to so far? Yeah, a little bit, but some games unexpected that we were thinking that we were going to win, but we didn't. Okay, so uh, what's been the high point of the season then, in your opinion? Where have you guys kind of, not necessarily peaked, but I guess just maybe played your best? Um, well, we've really grown as a team together, mm-hmm. um, like some games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah, just really any moment. I mean, even if it's not in a game, just maybe at a practice or just a moment where you guys felt like, okay, things are going really well right now. Developing our plays a lot. We've learned a lot of plays, and then we've really worked together together, like to, as to, a team. to bring it all together. Yeah, yeah right. Faith, I mean, this team is—it's very. Uh, you're a senior. Nicole's a sophomore. This team has a lot of just different experience levels, high school experience levels on it. I know you got some freshmen playing big minutes as well. Uh, just how are you guys able to to mesh together so well with all these different uh, age groups on the team? I guess. I feel like um, we are we all bond together pretty well. Mm-hmm. We all like became a family once the season starts because it's not just a matter of the people you're friends with. It's getting to know different people and getting to be friends with different people. And I think it's really cool that I'm friends with a lot of freshmen on the team. Sure, sure. Did you, as one of the seniors, uh, have you been somebody to try and give advice to, to some of the underclassmen coming in? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Not too much, though. But. Okay, okay. Best piece of advice you get, you got right now for somebody like Nicole or one of the freshmen, maybe? Uh, definitely don't waste any moments in high mm-hmm. school. Yeah. Nicole, uh, you, you've been somebody who's grabbed a lot of rebounds during games so far. I mean, I've seen you in double digits in rebounds, and you've scored uh, some, some good point totals as well, but it seems like the rebounding's really your thing. Other than that, fighting for the ball on a nightly basis? Definitely not, because I'm <laughs> one of the shorter of my position of the post. Yeah, I was really not expecting it. So how has that uh, worked out? How have you become the the go-to rebounder, I guess, for this team? Being aggressive, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Work works, right? Well, uh, Faith, you've been around this team a little bit longer, so you know a little bit more about Coach Seal. I know he's he's been at it for a little while over there in Muhammad. Uh, How have you guys liked what he's done, and how does he help you guys become a better team? He, um, what Seal like pushes, he put wants us all to be family because you won't have a team with people that are all about themselves. So you have to become a family and like really work with each other. And like, like I think someone's strength is someone else's weaknesses. And I feel like that's how we all work really well. And that's how Seal like 
tries to execute it, I guess. Sure. Okay. Talking with two members of the Muhammad Seymour girls basketball team, Nicole Taylor and Faith Evans. Nicole, bounce back to you. Just uh, we, I, I asked Faith just a bit ago about uh, how the underclassmen have mixed in with the with the older players on the team. What has that experience been like for you? Because I mean, it's your second year with Muhammad, but still, you're you're compared to some of the uh, the older players on the team, you're you're a younger member of the team. So, what's it been like for you just meshing in with the group? Um, well, it's a little easier for me, I feel like, because I got minutes last year on varsity, so I was with them more, like the older girls. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm one of the players that like has to step up a little bit mm-hmm. to like act like one of the older ones, I guess. Sure. But yeah, yeah I bond a lot with the older ones. Sure. Yeah, what's a, you got minutes last year as a freshman. What's it like for you then to see girls like Savannah and uh, girls like uh, Durbin come in as freshmen and also get big minutes? Um, I really understand like what they're doing like right now mm-hmm. and it's really cool seeing like other people like what I did last year sure. doing the same thing sure now Faith uh, you, you girls are right in the thick of Apollo conference play three and five overall in Apollo conference play just uh, uh, there's no other local teams for us anyway in that conference you guys are the only area team we have in that conference can you explain to folks how, how tough it is to play in that conference and what kind of challenges it presents the Apollo Conference is probably one of the toughest conference views. You face teams that you're like, oh, I beat them this week, but then the next week they just come back and beat you. Just like Mount Zion and Mattoon, they're probably, we've beat them plenty of times in the past, but this year they just are blowing everyone out of the water. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the hard, toughest conference, I feel like. Sure, sure. And moving forward, I mean, you guys have a few uh, Apollo Conference games left, but like I said before, you're going to be at Centennial next. you got to play St. Thomas Moore and Urbana and Danville, so those are all uh, – well, three of those are Big 12 teams anyway, St. Thomas Moore, uh, a little bit of a smaller school. But, uh, Nicole, what is it going to be like playing those teams like Centennial and Danville and Urbana? What are you guys looking forward to as far as uh, the opportunity you'll get to play those those bigger schools? Um, I feel like it'll be tough, but I think we got it because we've played big schools like that before. Yeah. And uh, Faith, as far as preparing for the postseason, I know we still have time for that, but uh, what are your guys', I guess talking points and focal points here over the last you know three, four weeks of the regular season? Uh, we mainly want to focus on like what we need to work on, and a lot of it's like our boxing out and rebounding, but like there are some people that get like big rebounds like Nicole, but it's just there's some things we still have to work on and nothing's completed yet okay uh now for each one of you and it's something it could be something in a game something in a practice a team team dinner something like that nicole we'll start with you maybe a favorite moment from your time with muhammad seymour girls basketball so far so anything hard. that really stands out that's so hard <laughs> um well we always have funny moments at practice like mm-hmm. laughing with each other i think i don't know art our gym is really slippery and mm. girls fall all the time really and I, it's just really funny but then we like pick each other up you, which is fine you literally and figurative, yep. figuratively <laughs> pick each other up that's funny faith how about you any anything come to mind uh mine would have to be before like our games when we're in the locker room just hyping each other up and sure. just getting pumped Sure. And for each of you also, Nicole, start with you again. Just, I guess, what would make you guys not necessarily satisfied with this season, but make you happy with the end result of this season? I feel like getting to know each other and how we've, like, become a team, like, the full team, like, bonding and, like, getting to know each other and actually working together. Mm-hmm. Sure. Faith, how about you? I would agree with Nicole on that because uh, I feel like – 
when you have a team, you have to become like a family. Otherwise, it won't. The pieces won't fit. Sure. Very good. Talked with Nicole Taylor and Faith Evans from the Muhammad Seymour girls basketball team. You can see them at Centennial High School at 7.30 p.m. tomorrow night. Girls, thank you again for making the drive over here. And when we come back after our first break with the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential, we are going to shift over to a little bit of boys basketball. We're going to have some guests from Georgetown Ridge Farm and Cerro Gordo Bement, so stay tuned for that. Now, back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 6-11, Jim Rosso checking in late, catching up with Colin Likas, Evan Kahn, Tamara McDaniel. Thanks for letting me in the studio. No problem. I'm, I'm, I mean, the girls didn't want to give up the seats, right? Really, but uh, I told them, you know, Jim's got to get a little bit of airtime great performance by nicole and faith if you're Mm -hmm. on snapchat and who isn't check out their uh their show tonight they've starred they they walked the red carpet posed they signed our wall of fame Mm -hmm. now filling up we're about halfway there for the dick van dyke presentation at the end of the year yep i told jim we're gonna have to have some of our student guests who are not physically here who are on the air but not here sign the board like Mm. the three girls we had from saint joseph ogden the three boys we had from tuscola and uh we've also got three boys who are going to be on the air tonight from sarah gorda bement along with their head coach so that's another group of kids to add evan's a smart guy maybe he can figure something out where he can sign it like from afar i feel like i should just be able to take the board to those different locations considering none of them is all that far away i think sarah gordo might be the furthest one away well it's a big week uh in uh, basketball and mostly because the vermilion county tournament Mm -hmm. is going to finish up fast and furious this weekend and i know you've got some guests uh for the show to talk about it yeah georgetown and oakwood georgetown boys who are playing pretty well right now and the oakwood girls who have played well for several years now and are the three-time reigning winners of the vermilion Mm. valley or the vermilion county conference tournament great to see and hey a shout out to the centennial and Central fans for packing Combs Gym on Friday night on a miserable Friday mm-hmm. night. Yep, that was awesome. It was. Uh, it wasn't the only game in town. That's actually not true because there was a girls' game between Judah mm-hmm. and Uni High not far away. But uh, it was one of the only games going on because the weather was not not optimal around here on Friday night. All right, in Wednesday's paper and at NewsGazette.com, you will get to go behind the scenes with the uh, bleacher bums. Yes. All right, Nick Johnson, all area swimmer, mm-hmm. apparently is a videographer. Yeah, as well. He, the News Gazette, from what I understand. He uh, he kind of documented the night that was the bleacher bumps, mm-hmm. including a, a court rush at the end. It's a yep. really well done video. We'll we'll post that tomorrow. We'll get some uh, reaction from Justin Summers, one of the leaders of the the gang, and kind of challenge the other schools to show us what you got sure yeah student section wise i'd be interested yeah central centennial is always an interesting matchup especially at combs because the two student sections are planted right next to each other with just a little bit of uh, separation i believe our uh, columnist jim die was one of the people who was basically between them so it's very little separation between those two parties <laughs> explain this and maybe jim die partook in this as well uh, that would be there, funny because i know was, where you're going <laughs> there was that halftime one of your tweets really caught my attention was yep. a, uh, just a a handspring off broke out yeah more or less because i mean the the central band was not present so there wasn't really a halftime show or anything like that so you have these two massive student sections both teams cheerleaders are there what do you do you just have a a cheerlead off i guess so first they were they were seeing who could hold one of the girls in the air the long you got a bunch of girls at the bottom of the pyramid per se and then this other girl 
holding her up by one foot while her other foot's in the air, and she's in the air for, man, they were in the air for like a minute and a half or two minutes, which is ridiculous. So Central won that, and then it devolved into, not devolved, I guess evolved, into people both on the cheerleading teams and from the crowd just jumping on the court and flipping basically all over the hardwood and yeah i I don't know if there was a winner from that because i think the winners were just the fans for getting to enjoy just this impromptu dance off basically that's great uh robin shoals our photo editor had a great photo on a1 on saturday of the uh, central kids kind of reacting to their cheerleading win genuine unbridled joy it was yeah it It was was awesome yeah it was about until i think the end of the game it was about the happiest everybody was there besides maybe like Khalil terry's dunk in the fourth quarter Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, you'll see some uh, happy faces in uh, Vermillion County this weekend, too. Right? Absolutely. At, da- at David S. Palmer Arena in Danville, they'll have the, the hockey boards still up around the basketball court, which is always a cool sight, and fans will be filling that place. Uh, Georgetown Ridge Farm is among the teams involved with the Vermillion County Tournament every year. Uh, the boys started off their run with a uh, low-scoring win over Salt Fork on Saturday, 28-23. to They face Oakwood on Tuesday at 6.30. PM, and we are joined now by the head coach of the Buffaloes, Rob Lorenzen. Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight. Hey, thanks for having me on. Of course, and your guys. I mean, it's uh, it's been kind of a, I guess, an up and down season, really. I mean, you guys are at eleven and nine. There haven't been any long win streaks, nor have there been any long losing streaks. But it just seems like you guys are consistently playing pretty good basketball. I mean, how would you assess uh, how this team has uh, done so far? Uh, you know, I think, you know, we're ahead of the curve so far. We, uh, like I said there for a while, you know, we'd get the eight and eight and then nine and eight and then nine and nine and then 10 and nine. And we're finally at 11 and nine. So it kind of feels good to be up to in the wind column. But, uh, you know, we, we started three sophomores and, you know, a couple seniors and, uh, we actually lost a sophomore, uh, the game before at Westville. And, you know, so far for a young team, usually, you know, if we do lose, it's usually us beating ourselves. So I feel pretty good about what we've done so far. And uh, I know the Vermilion Valley Conference is not quite the same as the Vermilion County Tournament as far as field goes. You don't have Milford or Schlarman in the county tournament. But uh, just so far in the Verm, uh, Verm Valley Conference, you guys seemingly have play- played pretty well. Lost to Oakwood was pretty narrow. Lost to Milford was also pretty narrow. Uh, how do you feel like the guys have done through Vermilion Valley Conference play, and how do you feel it's preparing them for what's to come later in the season? Uh, yeah, on down the road, you know, they're they're – you know the conference they're tough battles you know we went into triple overtime with oakwood and then uh seen a good milford team that you know kind of just you know we got them on a back-to-back night and a a second game of two and you know we didn't really shoot the ball particularly well and uh i mean but we were still there right till the end so i mean just tough battles and you know those games they only help you on down the road well, uh, you guys also are tested in kind of tournament formats as well. I mean, this will be the Vermilion County Tournament, although I know it's a different format than a lot of these other tournaments. Uh, this is going to be your guys' fourth tournament of the season. I mean, uh, is that something, I mean, obviously you intend to schedule that way, but what is the purpose behind scheduling these tournaments now for later in the season? Well, we, we, you know, we just wanted to get used to, you know, we really played more tournaments to see teams, you know, more or less out of our conference. We don't have a lot of uh, non-conference games this year. So, uh, you know, playing in the tournaments gives us a chance to see uh, teams from different areas and, 
you know, face different kind of t- competition that we're not, you know, seeing in our, you know, within our conference. Sure. Who was uh, maybe, hey, I, I don't know if you can pin down one team, but what was maybe the most unique team you faced or one that's really kind of uh, far out there for you guys as far as very different from what you normally see in the conference? Is there any one opponent this season that you could pin down there? Uh, we played a Park Heritage team from Indiana uh, at the beginning of the year in the NAL tournament down there at Paris. And you know what, they they were, you know, they were long, but they had quick guards and you know, probably one of the better teams we've we've seen this year. And I mean, they get out and they, you know, they guard you. You know, they they get out and switch and hedge on screens and you know, really pressure the ball. And uh, like I said, I thought they had a lot of talent. And you know, I, you know, that's outside of some of the teams we've seen at the St. Joe tournament. But you know, as far as picking one team, that would, that would probably be something different. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you, you saying that uh, made me look a little closer at the beginning of your regular season schedule. I mean, you guys got off to a tough start in that tournament uh, with Hoopston area. That was a close loss, and then you guys had to play St. Joe in addition to, to Park Heritage. Getting off to a 1-3 and three start, what were you telling the guys at that point that, that has allowed them to not only bounce back but stay above 500 here? Well, you're just, you know, continuing to get kids to buy in and work into the system and... uh you know, believe into what you're teaching them. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, we had some kids out, you know, serving some game suspensions. So we were kind of, you know, I guess just kind of, you know, still figuring out what fits, you know, and what, you know, what, you know, what goes where and kind of, you know, who plays good in what situations. And we were still trying to figure out a lot by ourselves at the beginning of the season. And, you know, I think we figured that out. You know, and now it's just all about, you know, playing hard and executing. Talking with Georgetown Ridge Farm Boys basketball coach Rob Lorenz. And uh, let's get into some individual player performances as well. I feel like uh, it's only natural to start off with uh, Kale Steinbaugh, the season he's had. I know he's been over 20 points several times, been over 30 points. Uh, It seems like he gets to the free throw line a ton. I mean, just what can you say about his level of play right now? Uh, yeah, probably one of the better ball handlers I've coached. And, you know, he's just, he's just aggressive going to the basket. He shoots the ball really well. He shoots a nice floater. Um, like I said, he attacks the basket hard, you know, if, you know, especially on pick and rolls. And, uh, like I said, if you spread the court out, you know, he's usually pretty good at one, you know, getting to the basket one-on-one and creating any, you know, he creates for others. So, you know, he's just a nice young talent to have on your basketball team. Take me through some of the other guys then as well, uh, the guys who have complimented Kale mo- most often this season. Who are some other guys you've been really happy with as the year's gone on? Yeah, I got Mingi, Caden Mingi, another sophomore. He's a he's a nice spot up shooter. You know, he he he, uh, he he can get to the basket. He he just got a nice nice shot on the ball. And uh, Jace Bina, he was a lefty guard. He actually. He's out for the season, but he, you know, lefty can create his own shot. He's, he's also good at slashing to the basket. Um, very athletic. Uh, some of my seniors, I got Gavin Shelton. He drives the bucket hard. You know, right-handed. Um, still working working on a shot, but he, you know, he he you know he just goes hard. He's kind of your kind of your uh, your glue, I guess. You know, on defense, kind of just gets after it at all times and. Uh, Jeremiah Smith and Jacob Finnessy, you know, just two seniors that, you know, I guess, you know, they're they're actually really good role players. You know, they, you know, Jacob got 15 rebounds or 12 rebounds last game. He's good on the glass. It's nice to have a big body inside. And, uh, you know, I think Jeremiah's gotten better as the season going on. He's playing some of his better basketball right now. So 
Well, uh, you guys. Uh, yeah, like I said, we're just we're just getting you know you know middle of the season. We're still getting better every game. Absolutely, and uh, you guys now are in the thick of the uh, Vermilion County tournament, as I mentioned before. Uh, really got to got a, a, a tough draw there off the bat against the Salt Fork team you played closely with in the first game uh, back on December thirteenth. You guys won that game as well, but twenty eight twenty three, not a score you normally uh, you normally would see. Take me through how that's uh, how that game unfolded. I guess back on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just didn't hit shots and, uh, definitely a defense battle. We kept going back and forth, uh, getting stops. And I think we outscored them in the second three to two and they outscored us in the third five to four. So I would say definitely a defensive battle. And, you know, I guess, you know, we've kind of always struggled shooting the ball there at the civic center. And, you know, I, I think our, our zone gave them fits. So it was just, you know, who was going to get on a roll there at the end in my eyes. Well, uh, the next game, pretty important one for you guys against Oakwood, not to dismiss Armstrong, but I know the Trojans have uh, had their troubles this season. Oakwood, meanwhile, like you said, you guys played a triple overtime game with them, so this game on uh, Tuesday, pretty important, I would imagine, to your guys' chances of contending for the top prize there at the the Verm County Tournament. Uh, What are you telling the guys going into that game, and uh, how are you approaching the rest of this week? Uh, you know, kind of a revenge game for us. They got a, they got us on our home floor in a triple overtime, which, you know, that was just a dogfight. And I feel like uh, our kids are up for the game and, you know, excited to play them again. So, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't really have to tell them too much. They're just eager to get back after them. And, uh, yeah, they're wanting to get to that Vermilion County Championship. So I really don't have to tell them too much. Easiest way to coach a team, I feel. Rob Lorenzen, Georgetown Ridge Farm Boys basketball coach. Rob, thanks again for making some time for us tonight, and good luck to the boys in the tournament and the rest of the way afterward. Hey, thank you, and thanks for having me on. Good luck to uh, both boys and girls, right, the rest of the week. That's always a uh, just a fun week. Colin, mm-hmm. I know you've, you've uh, done that before. Yep. And, uh, it kind of separates itself from the, the rest of the season. Yeah, you uh, you got a cheerleading competition that runs through the entire week as well. Fans can kind of come and go as they please and take in as many games as they want. You start off with six games on Saturday, three boys, three girls, and it just runs the rest of mm. the next week after that. So, yeah, it's a really good setup. The community's really – it's really important to them. I've talked to a lot of coaches now over the last week or so, and, yeah, the, the consensus is this tournament is extremely important, probably closely rivaling the – IHSA postseason, just the importance of this tournament to all these communities. Excellent. Hope the weather cooperates the rest of the week. Tell you what we're uh, building in this show to our top tens, which uh, we'll close with at the uh, end of the show. Uh, But we have more guests before then. We're going to take another break right now. The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues with Colin and Jim on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Big weekend for two of my favorite guys. Go ahead. All right. Anthony Figueroa, who was playing for the Centennial Chargers when I moved to Champaign in 1993. Got to cover him and Sonny Walker, Carvel Ammons. What a team that was. Yeah. And uh, Coleco Bowie, all right, now uh, helping Anthony coach at Parkland, hooped it up a little with Coleco and ran tool. Nice. And the dude could How'd play. That go? Still <laughs> could play. Well, we just gave him the ball out the way, right? <laughs> yeah, that but makes sense. Coleco and Anthony, uh, part of Centennial's latest Hall of Fame class. 
do believe this weekend is a big shindig. Very good. I think we'll be there Friday night for the Urbana game. Maybe take a picture of all those Hall of Famers at halftime or yeah. before the game or whenever that, they line them up. That makes sense. That'll be, a, that'll, that'll be a really good uh, boys basketball game as well. That too. Yeah. Right? Urbana is probably the, probably the class of CU, would you I think right so now that, true? that might be true, but uh, Urbana's still got some games <clears throat> remaining against Central and Centennial, so those two teams will have a say in that as well. Okay, you're saying I might be jumping the gun? I mean, that... I don't necessarily know if you're jumping the gun, but it's definitely a tight race. It's a very close okay. race. Okay. Anyway, Hall <laughs> of Fame uh, weekend at Parkland as well, speaking of Excellent. Figaro and Bowie. A lot of Hall of Fame celebrations this week. I mean, it's that time of year. It's the beginning of a new calendar year. You might as well celebrate the Do Hall of Fame, right? Just just do it. Well, uh, let's jump into uh, some more boys basketball conversation here. Uh, we're going to be joined by several members of the Sarah Gordon boys basketball team, including their head coach, Brandon Willard. Also got members of the team, Jesse Quick, Connor Moore, and J.D. Benson joining us now. So, Coach, thank you so much for being part of our show this week. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, uh, you guys are playing well of late, and I mean, it's uh, it's been a pretty good season overall, but it just seems lately, you know, even in the losses, uh, you guys uh, uh, were close with a good Arthur team, then you beat a good Villagrove Heritage team, you stayed close with an unbeaten Tuscola team, and then you, you won a double overtime game against Blue Ridge. I mean, where do you feel like this, uh, this group is right now? Do you feel like it's uh, trending in a positive direction at this point? Yeah, it, it's been a fun couple weeks. Uh, our schedule really picked up. Um, with some really tough teams and yeah we've been in the games have been great games exciting atmosphere um i do think that we've got a good thing going right now and it's been a lot of fun with these guys yeah take me back to that tuscola game because i know that was a that was a close game throughout it really only was at the very end that tuscola seemed to finally get some uh some leverage over you guys but what was the atmosphere like for that saturday game and uh how proud were you of the way the guys performed against a team that uh, has, has played really well this season yeah, we knew that was going to be um, a really tough one, especially coming off Arthur the night before. Uh, Honor, before we went in, we had a sophomore come in and say um, that he wanted to guard Jalen Quinn, the D1 prospect on Tuscola, and I didn't have any better ideas at that point, so it was <laughs> it worked out great. And, and he, re- he really, really did a nice job on uh, Jalen, who's a very good basketball player. And uh, Coach Bozarth, he's got a really good team. Um, uh, I had a junior, J.D. Benson, step up and had 20 that game, uh, had his best game of the year. And, and really, our point guard went out. He took a charge um, early in the third quarter, and he was out the rest of the game. And it, it kind of got away from us a little bit from there but um we played really hard and tuscola brings a lot of fans and makes the gym really loud we played that game over and be met which is always fun to play over there too um and uh it, it was a, it was a good game for us i was proud of the way we fought and and we did some really nice things that game well, let's turn it over to some of the players I know you've got with uh, with tonight. Uh, you mentioned J.D. Benson having a good game for uh, for you guys against Tuscola, so we'll start with J.D. Uh, J.D., I mean, I know this uh, this cooperative, it's not uh, a foreign concept to you guys over there. Uh, Sarah Gordon meant co-op in, in most sports, I know. But uh, how uh, how have you guys been able to come together? Sarah Gordon and guys been able to come together over the course of this season and uh, I guess form into this cohesive unit that's winning basketball games? Uh, we really just started working together harder on the basketball court, and we even started doing other activities outside of the basketball uh, court. And 
we started like going to team uh, breakfasts. Sure, I got and you. And we even did um, like a sleepover the, mm -hmm. before the season started, and I think that really helped bond our team, and it helped us come together even more as friends than just teammates. And I think that's why our chemistry is so good. And we're able to pick each other up whenever we go down. Okay, okay. I'll turn it over to uh, Jesse now. Uh, you guys are preparing, uh, not quite there yet, but the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament is not too far out, and you guys have already played in a couple uh, tournaments during the season uh, over at uh, your guys' own tournament, the Cerro Gordo Turkey Tournament, and then the Macon County Tournament over uh, at uh, Macon Meridian. And you guys played pretty well in both those tournaments, won uh, three games in one of them, two games in the other one. I mean, how well prepared do you think you guys are, Jesse, to, to, to play well in the Lincoln Prairie tournament? Um, I think we, uh, we're we really prepared. Um, there's always work that needs to be done, but honestly, I think if we can play at the pace and how we did against Tescola, I think we shouldn't we shouldn't have any problems against anybody in that tournament. I think we could, we could do real well. Okay, okay. And Connor, we'll throw it over to you before I uh, bring it back to, to Coach Willard. Uh, uh, you guys have had a lot of big games this year, not just that Tuscola game, but also that Villa Grove game, the Arthur game, and you guys played some tough competition early in the season as well, playing Villa Grove again. You lost that game, so you got some revenge on them. But is there any one game that stands out to you guys as kind of a defining moment of this season so far, a moment where it kind of all came together for you guys? Uh, Yeah, I would say the Villa Grove game. Uh, I mean, we knew that was going to be a tough game, but all in the end, we pulled together and we pulled out a tough win. I mean, we all came together as brothers and as teammates, and we ended up getting the win for that. So it was a big moment for us, and I think we can move forward with even bigger wins in the future. Talking with members of the Sarah Gordon Met Boys basketball team, including Coach Brandon Willard. Brandon, I'll bring it back to you. Just uh, about what makes this team click, I guess, when you guys are uh, playing well on the court, when things are going well for you guys. What is kind of the M.O. of this group right now? Well, the three, the three guys that I got in here are three of the best shooters um, that I've seen, and, and they, they really do a nice job. I, I, I don't have any qualms with them shooting when they're open and they definitely do that. So, uh, we have, we have a sophomore that really stepped up in, in Connor Brown. Um, and, uh, our big guy, John does a really nice job of, of making guys collapse on him. And he kicks back out to our shooters. Um, and, and, and we do, we shoot a lot of threes, um, but we also make a lot. So, um, that's kind of our MO is inside, outside, side to side, um, and shoot when we're open. Well, I was asking uh, your players about the Lincoln Prairie Tournament coming up, and uh, I know the seeds come out for that in a couple days, but uh, just uh, how important is that tournament going to be for your guys the rest of the way? Because uh, after that tournament ends uh, in in early February, there's not much of the regular season left. So what is the uh, – I know you got games coming up before that, but what is the focus uh, when that tournament rolls around? Yeah, we're really excited for that tournament. Um, we think that we'll have a decent seed in that, and, and we know that we have a shot to compete with anybody in the conference. I think this is the first year of the Lincoln Prairie. Um, we moved away from the LOVC last year, and, and so it's always exciting for a chance to win the very first inaugural um, tournament. Uh, we, from, from 1 to 10-11, 
um, there are anybody could win it. I, I think that there. I think our conference is really strong um, for small school basketball, and and I'm I'm excited uh, for the tournament. I, I I really think that there's some really good teams, and I, I think we'll be able to compete with all. Of them. Sure. Sure. Let's uh, throw it back to the players here for a little more air time for those guys. JD, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit with Coach Willard right there uh, in the room with you. But just uh, what is it like playing under uh, Coach Willard and his staff? And uh, what do they do to, to help you guys become the best versions of yourselves on the court? Uh, I think that Coach Willard is one of the best coaches I've had in the sense that he's not only got my back, but everybody else's, and he's not afraid to tell us what we're doing wrong in a way that's going to help us learn from it and do better instead of breaking us down and making us not want to play. We all know that whenever he he gets on us or if he tells us to do something, it's so we have a better chance to win and a better chance to be better. So I think playing under him has made all of us, especially me, because I feel like Coach Willard – has my back throughout any situation, so I feel like that really helps us. And uh, Jesse, I know you guys don't know exactly who you, you might play yet in the Lincoln Prairie tournament, but just looking, just knowing about your your upcoming schedule, are there any games left coming up that you guys are especially excited for, thinking of uh, you know really getting up for, or are you guys just taking it one game at a time, really? Um, I really think that we can. We're just taking it one game at a time and just breaking down about like whatever game we're going to go through and how we're going to execute and how we're going to win that game. And I think that we just we just need to focus on one game at a time because that's just what's going to help us in the long run. And uh, Connor, I'll close out with you. Uh, obviously, you've got plenty of games left in the regular season to be concerned about, but uh, uh, ultimately the goal is to do well in the uh, IHSA postseason. How do you guys feel like, uh, based on your performance so far this season, how do you guys feel like you'll be positioned uh, to, to perform in the uh, IHSA tournament? Um, I think we'll do very well, actually. We've competed with a lot of tough teams, and I don't think any team can beat us. I mean, we are, I don't know, we're just, we put a lot of fight into some games, so Mm -hmm. we have a good chance to win every game moving forward. Very good. Sarah Gordon, boys basketball coach Brandon Willard, and three of his players, J.D. Benson, Jesse Quick, and Connor Moore. Guys, thank you all so much for joining me, and good luck to all of you the rest of the season. Thanks for having us. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Nice, nice, uh, nice to have some kids on the air, even if they're not here in studio. Group effort. Yeah, I yeah. Bet. Coach Willard, uh, Brandon told me, you know, he said uh, if I want to have some of my guys on, would that be okay? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't, I like hearing from the coaches because it's a coach perspective, but the players obviously yeah. have a different perspective from the coach, and uh, you know, it's always good to hear what uh, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, occasionally eighteen year olds are, are thinking about how their season's going so far. Most kids off uh, all sc- kids off school today. Getting back yeah, at it tomorrow. There are some games tonight. Oh, there's plenty of games. Tonight. Got, uh, Almost all girls, but yeah, plenty of games. Tonight. We'll have a photo gallery from St. Thomas More at that is correct. later tonight. Pictures in tomorrow's paper. And uh, Colin will have a roundup of events as well. Absolutely. All right. Hey, we're getting closer to that much anticipated top ten unveiling, Colin. Aren't we? We are. It's uh, There's a lot of uh, shaking up in both of those uh, top tens, uh, but a lot of familiar faces. Okay. I, I think some folks might you – know, folks are always going to be a little frustrated with the top tens, really, but uh, I think I think we've got a good good two lineups this week. Tell you what, we'll, uh, we'll get to those after our 
next break. Now back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. All right, here's why I love Colin Likas, right? He's covering the heck out of basketball and and, and swimming and wrestling and any sport uh, 24-7 for about nine months a year, and you get grief for not covering girls' soccer. I just heard the story. Now I'm all fired up. My daughters play girls' soccer at Central. I think our coverage is fantastic. It wasn't intended to go no, to, no, I'm to, fired to go up. as a talking point, but if you <laughs> that's want where I'm it going. to be. That's if anybody a... complains about our high school sports coverage, <laughs> Come come see uh, me. Evan's pointing right, at Jim. Yeah. Come see, can't Jer- see it. But. Jay Rosso at newsgazette.com. Oh, boy. Right, just email me. All I'll right. have a nice talk with you, and then I'll, I'll challenge you to find better coverage than what Colin I've, presents. I've heard you have nice talks with plenty of people before, yeah. plenty of upset people. I'm a reasonable fella. I think so. Except when my wife complains about our coverage. Then I, don't like, think, Car- I don't think uh, your wife has complained about the coverage. She always wins. <laughs> hey, Dominic Stampley, a former Centennial football star, announced yeah. a few minutes ago that he's transferring from the University of Illinois. Yeah, he was. Uh, I got to talk to Dominic as well as some other uh, former area connections uh, who are now playing for U of I football team uh, before last season started. And uh, yeah, Dominic, very uh, well-spoken mm-hmm. on, about his thoughts about the program and what he thought he could contribute and uh yeah i was looking forward to big things from him uh, unfortunate that he's not going to be around with the program anymore but good luck to him wherever he uh, winds up next okay i uh, was told by a deep source that oh, ben, ben schultz is going to play football again next year for good the, uh, excellent fighting the line i, I talked with ben when he was at the uh, state track and field meet as a senior doing big things in the jumps so yeah that's excellent a great stuff, con- great great con- uh, excuse me great contributor to illinois football right walked on uh, yeah. from Central. And it's the hardest to, thing to do. Got to go to the bowl game yeah, where so. I saw his picture with Caleb Griffin, our diary, yes. our writer, right, besides a good kicker from Danville. I can't, not, not to diminish any of the other kickers for Illinois, but sure. I can't wait until Caleb Griffin starts kicking as a starter for Illinois football. That deep source was Gus Rosso, by the way. That's, I, that's, I like to give up my sources. That is a shallow source. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Gus anything because he spills the beans to his dad. Uh, All right. That's funny. Well, uh, we got one more interview segment tonight on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. We're going back to Vermilion County. Oakwood girls basketball coach Stephanie Marsh chatted with me earlier today. Her team is a three-time defending champion of the Vermilion County Girls Tournament. So what is what does she have to say about this tournament as well as her team's chances in it and beyond that? Well, let's find out. Big week for your girls as well as uh, many of the other girls in the uh, Vermilion Valley Conference going into the county tournament this week. I mean, I know it's been kind of a two-horse race the last three years with you guys and Bismarck, but uh, just coming into the main week of this tournament, are you feeling about the girls' chances of coming out on top? Yeah, I'm confident in our team. However, I've stressed to the girls that we've just got to take it um, one game at a time and we can't overlook anybody because I feel like at this point anybody can beat anybody in this tournament. So we've got we've got to show up to play um, every single game. With you guys and Bismarck being the two finalists the last few years, I mean, how does that play out as far as you guys kind of having a target on back in full play? How have you guys dealt with that, I suppose? Yeah, we've absolutely had a target on our back. And, um, you know, I was a little surprised that we received the one seed this year. Bismarck um, has come out and done some good things. I know we beat them early in the season, um, but they are definitely a good competitive team. Um, So for us to have the one seed and be the defending champs for the last three years, I mean, obviously everybody wants to knock us off. So, again, that's just one more reason why we've got to take it one game at a time and make sure 
we're not overlooking anybody and we show up ready to play. Well, I talked with the coach about this in last week's show, just the impact the Vermilion County Tournament has not only on the teams involved, but also just the, the community and everybody who is there for cheerleading and just the, for the spectacle, basically. Can you kind of expand on that as somebody who's been involved in this for a little while, just what this tournament means? Yeah, I mean, I think it does mean a lot to the girls. I know I read about Coach Stevens talking about how um, his past players, you know, remembered the county tournament. I think the same goes for my girls as well. Um, And I think a big part of that is just because it is at the Civic Center. Um, It's a different environment for the girls to play in. Um, And so it's it's just different, which is what makes it so memorable. Um, And with that, I think it just kind of makes it a big deal for the girls, you know, especially now that we've won three straight years in a row. Um, They want to keep that going as as many years as we can. But, um, yeah, I think I think it's just kind of a big deal to the girls. We talk about Caitlin plenty, but I know she uh, she was dealing with a little bit of an illness. I can kind of tell when I talked to her over the phone for that story a couple of weeks ago. She was she didn't sound like she was feeling too well, and I know she missed a couple of games. Uh, do you feel like that might have uh, helped the other girls out though, just to kind of not play with her for a little bit and kind of find their own footing heading into this tournament? Yeah, I think it do, I think it did help us tremendously. Because um, yeah, she's missed two games this season. She was out once with an injury, and then out last week um, with an illness. And you know, we've had other illnesses and injuries as well. But she obviously has a the one of the biggest impacts on our team. So to not have her there, I feel like really helped the girls um, step up. And you know, we our points got to come from somewhere, and that's always what I stress to the girl anyway when she is there Um, so without having her for games and a few practices I feel like it really um, got the other girls comfortable with playing without her which is really good for our team. Can you talk about maybe some of the other girls who you would say have really stepped up this season whether they be girls you expected to or girls who have maybe surprised a little bit? Um, I feel like everybody's kind of stepped up in different games, which has been nice for us um, because we don't have a solid few that are, you know, we're relying on every game. I mean, of course, everybody looks at Caitlin, um, but Aaliyah had some really good games. Um, Addie's had a big game against Tri-County earlier in the year. Um, Aubrey Wells, our point guard, um, she has stepped up. I mean, just being point guard itself is a tough job, and I tell her that all the time. I feel like she's done a really good job taking care of the ball. Um, yeah, so I feel like each girl has kind of really just stepped in their own way. You guys have played a pretty pretty challenging schedule throughout the season, I know. A couple of games have gone against you, but like that Tri-County game and Thunders have gone your way uh, without much time left to really prepare a postseason resume before the seeds come out. How are you feeling about your girls' chances of landing a good seed in the, uh, in the 2A playoffs? Uh, you know, I think what we do here in this Vermillion County tournament is obviously going to make an impact because, you know, we do have some losses on our record that um, we wouldn't have liked to have, but I mean, it is what it is, and we've, like I said, we've had injuries, we've had um, illnesses, and we've just played with what we've had at the time. I I think that we do have a solid chance, but um, we've got to finish here strong before the seedings go in. And just as far as not necessarily a ceiling for this group, but just uh, capability come postseason time, because uh, your girls seem to, to have that penchant for playing pretty well under the spotlight. So what do you feel is the potential of this group of girls, regardless of where they end up uh, seeding wise? Um, I th- I think we have potential to do well. We do have a pretty tough regional, so um, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough regardless. But you know, I've told the girls that, and hopefully, um, we can you know keep putting in the work at practice. And I think if we if we play well, um, we can we could win this regional. 
Stephanie Marsh, Oakwood Girls Basketball. The Comets are playing tonight at the Vermilion County Tournament. They have the late game, 8 p.m. start against mm. Armstrong Potomac over at the Palmer Arena. All right, you got time to get over there, Colin. Yeah, yeah that's the true. That's, right. that's true. And those, those games really, I mean, you know, uh, Oakwood has won it three years in a row, and obviously that counts for something. But, I mean, she's not kidding. Stephanie's not kidding when she says that uh, anybody can really win on any given night over there. I mean, the, the Vermilion County teams see each other a lot, and, uh, I mean, that uh, that causes, you know, that, that causes it to be difficult to beat teams uh, at the Verm County Tournament, especially because, like we said before, that tournament means so much more to the kids and the families. So, yeah, Oakwood winning a fourth straight, especially with Bismarck in the fold and also with the other teams in the fold, not a, not a given at all. Okay, Oakwood not in our top uh, 10 of girls They're very basketball. Close. Are they, Colin? Very close. I would Are say they? 11 or 12. I see you talked to her before you unveiled the top 10. Smart move <laughs> by the veteran preps coordinator. Yeah. One other note before we get into our top 10s. Tim Kohlbecker, good guy, Tuscola coach. W number 300, mm-hmm. and it had an interesting Q&A with you in Sunday's paper. Yeah, much longer Q&A than, uh, unfortunately, than I had room to talk okay. about. We chatted about plenty of things, just about the sport of basketball, the direction it's going. He mentioned he thinks he thinks not. He didn't necessarily say he was pro or against, but he said he thinks the shot clock is coming to high school basketball. That's what he thinks like in the it. future. So that would be very interesting. All right, enough uh, monkey business. Let's get down to the top tens, Colin. Let's I, start with the girls. No, I want to monkey around a little bit okay. more. Let, no, let's let's get to the top tens. I had to, I, I wrote them out uh, this afternoon. Uh, the boys one's going to be in Tuesday's News Gazette, but the girls one uh, isn't until Thursday, so I always have to do a, a secondary top ten. And I had to alter this one after I'd already written it because a game went final in the afternoon. That's what happens on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. There's games that happen in the afternoon. Change my top ten. So starting with the girls' side of things, at number 10, we had some of their athletes on the show earlier today. It's the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Oh, we lost the, the Owen Wilsons, lost the Wows. Uh, the Bulldogs are down one spot this week at 12-9 and nine after losses to Mount Zion and Effingham. They are at Centennial trying to bounce back on Tuesday night. Our number nine team up one spot this week, the Paxton Buckley Lota Panthers. Wow! <laughs> Panthers are 15 and 6. They beat Centennial in overtime behind a huge game from Mackenzie Bruns and then also beat Iroquois West last week. They face St. Anne tonight in a Sangamon Valley Conference tournament opener. Our number 8 team down one spot this week, the Bismarck heading Rossville Alvin Blue Devils. Wow. Blue Devils are 18 and 5 on the season. They beat Georgetown, then lost to Schlarman. Always a tough team to play against, even though the uh, state champs graduated plenty. The reigning two time 1A state champions lost plenty to graduation. But uh, yeah, Bismarck couldn't quite overcome Schlarman. Bismarck bounced back by beating Georgetown again, this time in the Vermilion County Tournament opener on Saturday. Bismarck is facing Westville tonight in the Verm County Tournament. Our number seven team, the Ridgeview Mustangs. Wow! Ridgeview is 20-2. and two. They are down one spot this week. They were actually going to be up a couple spots in the rankings, but they lost to El Paso Gridley this afternoon in the McLean County Heart of Illinois Conference Tournament. Our number six team this week is the Unity Rockets. Unity is up two spots at 15-6 and six after two huge wins last week over St. Joseph Ogden and Olympia. Uh, they visit St. Thomas More and Prairie Central this week. Our number five team is the Villagrove Heritage Blue Devils. Wow! Blue Devils are 16 and four. Beat Sarah Gorda, Bement, and Chrisman, but lost to Tri County, which we'll hear about later on in this uh, top ten. Villagrove's facing Olcoa Valley tonight in the Lincoln Prairie Tournament. 
And our number four team this week is the Prairie Central Hawks. Wow! Hawks are 19-4, and four, down two spots this week after that loss to St. Joseph Ogden. Prairie Central is hosting Unity this week. Our number three team, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Wow! Spartans are 16-6, and six, up one spot this week after losing to Unity but beating Prairie Central. St. Joe hosts Monticello and visits Pontiac this week. Our number two team, the Tri-County Titans. Wow! Titans are up one spot at 17-5 and five after wins over Arcola and Villagrove Heritage. Tri-County faces Argenta Oriana tonight in the Lincoln Prairie Tournament. And still our number one team this week, second week in a row, the Sullivan Redskins. Wow! Sullivan is 17-4, beat Shelbyville, Clinton, and Altamont last week. Altamont, a team with 19 wins, and Sullivan won by more than 40 points. Uh, the Redskins visit Central A&M on Thursday. All right, Colin, I'd like to berate you a little bit. Go but ahead. We don't have time, so doggone it. Okay. I'll, I'll let you off the hook we'll with the girls' the top 10. You do the uh, boys' top 10, I'll let you go. Sounds good. At number 10 on our boys' top 10, same as the girls, the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Bulldogs are 9-8. and eight. They beat Mattoon to stop a two-game losing streak and visit Washington and Dunlap this week in non-conference play. Our number nine team this week down five spots, the Danville Vikings. Wow. Danville is 9-10. and 10. The Vikings still looking for their first win of the new year and trying to get healthy. They visit Peoria Richwoods on Friday. Our number eight team up two spots this week, the Judah Christian Tribe. Wow. Tribe is 15-4, and four, beat Villagrove Heritage for a fourth win in a row, is facing Arthur Christian tonight. Our number seven team, the Centennial Chargers. Wow. Chargers are down two spots at 9-8 and eight after close losses to Normal Community and Champaign Central. Centennial is facing Normal. That is not, it can't be right. Maybe it is, though. I wrote down they're facing Normal U High. I'm going to check into that. They might be. They might be. They could be. I got to look. Our number six team this week, the Champaign Central Maroons. Uh, 10 and 9 are the Maroons, up three spots this week after beating Centennial. They've won their last three consecutive games of the Maroons. Our number five team, the Paxton Buckley Lota Panthers. Wow. Panthers up three spots at 16 and 3. They beat Quincy Notre Dame earlier today in Bloomington. They are making a trip to Iroquois West on Tuesday. Our number four team up two spots this week, the Urbana Tigers. Wow. Tigers are 9 and 8. They beat a quality Metamora squad after knocking off Danville. Return to Big 12 play against Bloomington next. Our number three team, no change this week, the Prairie Central Hawks. Wow. Hawks are 16-4 and four, have won five in a row, including against Pontiac, hosting Olympia and Monticello this week. Our number two team, no change this week, the Bismarck Henning, Rossville, Alvin, Blue Devils. Wow. Blue Devils are 18-0 after a win over Armstrong and a win over St. Joseph Ogden ahead of the Verm County Tournament this week. And our number one team remaining, number one, the Tuscola Warriors. Warriors are 15-0, beat Unity in non-conference play to remain perfect. They visit Central A&M for what could be a de facto CIC title game this week. All right, Colin, you've done such good work. We're going to give you next week off. That sounds like a plan. Let you take a little vacation. Very good. I appreciate that. Hey, we'll see you in two weeks, Colin. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, that'll wrap this week's Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. No coaches show tonight as the team is traveling to Purdue. We know Colin Likas next week, but we will have Matt Daniels in studio with Jim Rosso right here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Those wows, by the way, Colin, courtesy of of Dennis Reekin, who, who sponsors this. We don't need Owen Wilson. We got we got our own man. We thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.